welcome to the Haunted Ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Haunted Ride. I'm your host, Melissa Cummins. Thank you for joining me today. So I hope you have your tea and your snacks, and I hope that you're having a great day and you're doing well. We are going to dive sort of right into the episode today because I was testing the new pop filter that I just got and I had like an emotional reaction to it. And so I feel better and everything's fine. No worries. But um, I do kind of just want to get into the episode and share these stories. It, it actually is kind of good because there is something that I do need to talk about and I do need to sort of clarify with everyone because I'm not really sure if I gave this impression or if people are just sort of trying to take advantage of the show. But we'll kind of just like touch on that real quick and then get in the stories. So what I wanted to say was I want you guys to submit in your stories. Please submit them in, you know, go to the site, thehauntedride.com, click the send us your story link, and you can send that there. You can send feedback. You can send basically pretty much whatever you want as far as a story or something related to the podcast goes. Or you can email me at thehauntedride at gmail.com for the same things, a story, uh, a topic you would like to discuss, stuff like that. However, the show is not to, the, the show and the access to the forum or the email is not to promote your own stuff. I've gotten several emails that literally, like, I every time I get a story in to the type form or the email, I get super excited. I'm like, oh my god, yay, I got it, and, and I want to read it right away. And I'll kind of, like, quickly skim through it, just because I, I want to be, uh, I, I don't like to edit them at all. I just want it to be completely authentic by how the person talks and how they feel and sort of their structure in the email. But I do really want to kind of like quickly know, like, what am I getting into? Like, can I research this? Like, what can I, you know, what can I do to really embrace the story? And so it sucks when I just get an email that is just promotion. Like, that's all it is. There's no story. There's no anything else. They're like not a podcaster, which it wouldn't really matter if you are or not. But I could also understand a little bit from like, perhaps the podcaster side of wanting to do promo swaps or what, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I can get that a little bit, but that's not the way to go about it. If you, if you want to, if you promote your book while you're telling your story, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it because you're telling your story and that is what this podcast is for. And that's what it's about. But if you're just sending me an email to promote your book and reaching out to me or, or your movie or your film or your whatever, and you're reaching out to me on various various social media to do the exact same thing, that bothers me because I'm here to help people and I'm here to promote validation for your experiences. I'm not here for you to use this platform as self-promotion. And if you're wondering why your thing has not been on the air, it's because I deleted it. Like, I'm just going to lay that out there right now. So if you send something in and it may be perhaps I phrased it not in a, a, the best way. Even when I said it right now, I was like, you, I, I said, you can basically send in anything. And to me, I'm thinking that as, well, you can send in anything as far as like a ghost or like the supernatural, the paranormal stuff like that. Not, I'm not, th I'm not looking at it as, okay, well, this is a platform for you to use as self-promotion or marketing or things like that. And I'm not really comfortable with that. So for those of you who have done that, 
if you don't hear your story on the show, that's why. Now, that's not to say that I am thinking everyone's doing that. I am only reading three stories today because um, I was going to read two, but one of them kind of goes with another with with another one that's going to be talked about here in a second. So that's why all three of them will be read. And I've, I've done some research and stuff just to try to like really zone into it and fully like be able to provide an opinion or advice or just talk about the topic in the most educated way that I possibly can. But um, there's like two more that I have as well. And then apart from that, anything else I've gotten was promotion. So I just wanted to say that really quick. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm not any of those things. But I, I do want to provide that clarification that that's not what this platform's for. Now, we are going to listen to a quick promo. And then we will get into some awesome stories that I'm really excited to share. At the Unseen Podcast, we look at cases of missing people, unresolved investigations, and above all, we focus on UK true crime. So if you want to listen to UK cases and care about little-known stories that might have been forgotten about, then we are the podcast for you. Join me, Caprice, every Sunday as we delve into these stories. You can find the Unseen Podcast anywhere you are currently listening, and I hope you can join me in discussing forgotten and unresolved cases. Alright, so I hope you guys like that promo. It is by someone that I absolutely adore, so please, if you liked it and you're interested, go listen. Um, But getting into our stories, the first story comes from Andrew. It is called The Ghost of Gladstone Villa. Now, I did look up Gladstone Villa just to try and see if I could get any information, because, you know, sometimes buildings do carry a title, so I was kind of hoping I could find something. I didn't find anything, but I did find the story out there quite in quite a few places, but it all does seem to be from the same author. So I am super excited that you tuned into the show and you heard it and that you were willing to send this in, Andrew. Thank you. It says, check out the ghost of Gladstone Villa, a general case that occurred in the former mining town of Bargode in the Serifeli County borough of South Wales Valleys near Cardiff, UK. We are going to say that I pronounced every single one of those right, even though I am 150% positive I did not. <laughs> From 1969 to the summer of 1978, my family, our friends, and I experienced phenomena that simply defied any rational and scientific explanations, such as very mild poltergeist activity, like electric cables being pulled. We also witnessed lights going off and on, and my grandfather, which I'm going to hope this is a fake name, Bill, once claimed to have had a bottle thrown towards him as he entered the main bedroom, missing him by inches. Now, I'm just going to put this out here right now. I don't fuck with ghosts that throw shit. Like, like in my mind, I have this, like, because, you know, I watch uh, zombies and things that explode and comedy and stuff like that. So in my mind, I, I've always had this thought process that one day there's going to be a ghost, like, like to never have your back facing a knife. So here's why my thought process, you should never have your back facing a knife. It's always because 
I think that if you have a ghost who's like pissed the fuck off at you or just wants you to join them a little bit quicker and on the other side, they should be like, oh, let's just throw this at you and you're not going to be able to see it coming. Like, I don't like that shit. Like, no, like, I don't fuck with ghosts that throw things. Mm-mm. No, if you're going to throw stuff, you need to get the fuck out of my house. All right. So continuing on with the story. The poltergeist activity was also extremely rare. In fact, in all the nine years I was there, I never really saw it, only heard it in the main bedroom. But my mother, again, hoping it's a fake name, Caroline, saw it on at least three occasions. One night she told us that she saw the full solid figure of a monk standing by the doorway in the living room as we watched TV. She later described it to us in detail as a monk in typical brown habit, complete with hood over the head, so she couldn't see the face. We all heard footsteps in the main bedroom that would occur every evening, sometimes during the day when we'd all be downstairs watching TV. One of us would turn the volume down to hear the footsteps more clearly as it walked slowly above us. The activity was so bad that we slept downstairs with the lights on, and we had it for so long that my grandmother, again helping this fake name, Rita, gave it a pet name. Gave it a pet name. That's very nice of her. She called it Johnny. Just for an amusement, and my grandfather, Bill, would shout that name to try and get reaction out of it, but of course nothing would happen as it didn't do anything on command. Random and typical poltergeist activity like loud bangs and the sound of furniture moving could be heard from upstairs. This property actually convinced a skeptic and a non-believer, so this is well worth looking into and it really does need to be documented. I wouldn't share this if it couldn't be possibly be backed up. We left Gladstone Villa in the summer of 1978 when two local businessmen bought the property and it was eventually converted into a hotel and its name was changed to, and I'm not going to say the hotel because sometimes people don't like that, but I will say that this does explain why I could not find Gladstone Villa and perhaps should have looked for this hotel. It goes on to say, I had my 40th birthday there in August 2009, for old time's sake, and the staff told me of their own personal experiences, sightings in room 5, that's going on and off. I did a thorough research in the history of Gladstone Villa and the area of Cardiff Road, where it's located, and I found out a few interesting things from the local library and newspaper articles. It says, Gladstone Villa goes back to the 1900s and was named after the former liberal prime minister, William Gladstone. Uh, the remains of a monastery is said to be in Baldwin Street in Burgode, and a priest is said to hide on the premise of the, not going to say it again, um, which is one of the old, oldest buildings in Bargode. So this, at this building dates back to the 16th century, if I'm understanding correctly from the email. And he goes on to say that this explains the monk my mother saw. So it's actually really hilarious because again, like I said, I did not read this entire email. Now there is one I did read underneath here because I was talking to the person about it, so on and so forth. And she's amazing. So we'll get to that in a second. But I do, in my research, I did actually bring up poltergeist activity because it goes with the other two emails. So I'm not going to go into that right now because everything comically actually really goes very well together. So we're just going to put all that together. But that's the first story that we have here. So the next story comes from Shannon from Snap Food Podcast who they actually recently released one of my stories that I wrote to them on their listener stories, which has not been done on this podcast at all. Like, I've never told this story on the podcast. And I, I that's why I, I shared it to them, because I wanted to give them something that I hadn't done yet. So 
Corey read it. He did an amazing job. If you want to listen to it, it's on their listener stories episode that he just released. I believe it's actually titled like listener stories or something like that. I will um, post the link in the show notes, which by the way, guys, I do have show notes. So there is like stuff that's in there. Like there's like, um, there was one episode where I named a whole bunch of apps. I put the apps in there for reference. I uh, also name podcasts sometimes. So I've started putting them in there because I always do that on Twitter, but I hadn't really thought about the fact that I should do it on the website. So now it's on the website. So if I ever mention a podcast or something and you really want to like look into it, but you're not really sure where it is, or you think the name may have been wrong or might be a little bit difficult to spell, please go check out the show notes and I promise you it'll be in there for you. So she goes on to say, hi, Melissa. Hi. She says, I wanted to write in about my paranormal experience and maybe you could explain some things to me. It definitely starts with me being a complete and utter idiot. So get ready to shake your head a lot. I should also mention that Shannon has the best personality. Like, I love her. I I honestly love her to pieces. I haven't gotten a chance to talk to Corey too much, but I love him too. But I, like, love and adore Shannon. She's been great. She's awesome. So Snow Food, literally, like, they, they tell the best stories. So if you are interested in murders and weird ass shit that happens and people who just disappeared and no one knows what happened if you like they blow my mind they blow they like what they post i've never heard of before and then the other thing too is they've ruined it whenever i do hear it somewhere else because they do so much research like i'm talking about like days worth of research guys a lot of people don't do that like they're just like okay i'll look up one thing that's it these people do days weeks worth of 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 research and what'll happen is you'll hear this story and hear all these details and you're like oh shit holy shit like this is amazing but you're not gonna find that anywhere else I'm, I'm just gonna be honest with you like they blow my mind every time to the point that like I cannot like if if that story I do happen to find it somewhere else like which has only happened like twice and it was because it just got reopened and so that's when people started suddenly doing it I was like, well, you're missing these details. So like, I can't like, you're missing all these details. I I can't because they just, they, they blew my mind and they blew it out the water. So please, please give them a listen. I have the highest regard for them and huge shout outs to them. And I I love them dearly. Getting back to the story. She says, when I was a teenager, about 16 or 17, I was at a friend's house for his graduation party. It turned out that the party seemed to be filled more with family and friends of my friend's parents, and we easily snuck away to create our own mischief, which we've all been there, right? Those parties are not fun. You're just like, look, I gotta do something, because if not, I'm gonna lose my mind. It was the three of us, myself, the graduation boy, and my best friend. We had the brilliant idea that we would take candles and a Ouija board to the local cemetery. Mm. <laughs> gonna leave that there. <laughs> We happily jotted out to the cemetery that that has people in it dating well back beyond the Civil War in our teeny tiny town. Again, gonna leave that there. <laughs> and you know, you really want the whole Ouija experience, so what better spot to head to than the far, far back end of the cemetery? I mean, you're not wrong. If you're gonna go into something, you you go in all the way. I mean, they Shannon takes this literally with her podcast, so apparently she's had this installed in her... <laughs> since she was 16 or 17. So it goes on to say, we parked the car, stomp our way onto the nice grassy spot, and we lay everything out. Uh, with candles lit, we could see everything, and we proceeded to trying to contact the spirits. And 16-year-old me was stupidly impatient. Oh no. 
You see, as much as I so desperately wanted to understand the paranormal world, I was also childish and didn't really comprehend what it meant when I behaved like an insolent little shit to things I didn't understand. <laughs> I love it. I love insolent little shit. <laughs> this is why, guys, I don't rewrite these emails because, like, I can't come up with this shit. So she goes on to, see, to say, You see, we weren't getting any response on the board, and I started to mouth off. If there really is a spirit out there, it would show itself. If act if something actually existed, you know, just instigating shit. Shannon. Shannon. You know I appreciate your kick-ass ways, but you can't piss off the ghosts. <laughs> it was at this moment that in the middle of a warm North Carolina evening, in a graveyard next to the woods, that everything went dead silent. That's a concern. No crickets chirping, no one moving, just us, just me with a stomach-dropping feeling. Another concern. I look down and watch a cricket launch itself into the candle flame and die. Oh, okay. Now, I understand that might not seem like a huge thing to most people, but I'm going to tell you right now, when I read that, I literally got chills. Nervously laughing it off, we grabbed the board and blew out the candles, but our head back to the party before we were missed, you know? So we raced back to the house, healed ourselves with sodas and food, and enjoyed the party as if nothing had happened. As the evening wore down, we sat in my friend's room and begged his father to tell us ghost stories. You see, my friend's father is the only person I have ever believed is like you, Melissa. Thank you, Shane. Although I'm still concerned about the cricket and the fire. He is this giant, warm-hearted man who lives his life by his Bible, and yet he's a sensitive. He sees ghosts, just like matter-of-fact. And he humored us with tales of ghost stories and sightings, and we always asked him for more tales. As we sat there listening to the stories, I started to shake. I knew what we had done was wrong. Something was wrong. Very big concern. My friend's dad took one look at me and said, what did you do? Now we're just going to pause here for a second. I've learned that I tend to say this comment a lot when I'm talking about stories, because that's my first thing. What did you do? Like, like if I'm talking, if I'm talking with a ghost... And the ghost goes, blah, 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 did something. Then my response is, what did you do? I don't know why, but it's like this, this, the way you can say those words that can just shake someone to the core that immediately they just pop up. Like you just shook up um, a soda and everything just starts pouring out of them. That's literally what happens. That one phrase, what did you do? Perfect. Every time. So she says, and I spilled my guts. See, told you, always works. I told him everything and he sat silently and listened. Then he shook his head said that during his time working for the local funeral home, which, amazing, by the way, that he could do that, he knew that cemetery well, and of all the spots he said that was a place a man had com committed suicide before. Oh, jeez. Uh, basically, we done fucked up. <laughs> I promise I'm not laughing about the death. I'm laughing at that, that sentence. <laughs> like, it just goes from, like, this sad, horrible point to, to they, they know they've messed up now. So I begged him to help me make it better, and he said, all right. I know it sounds like a man just scaring some teens, but honestly, it just wasn't in his spirit, which I completely believe. Some people just want to help people. Like, that's, that's it. They don't want anything back. Together, we got the tables and chairs from the party packed away into his truck and headed into the backwoods to drop them off at the church. We were proceeding with our business. It just made sense. So we head to this backwoods church, and of course, I'm hearing tales that the church is, itself is haunted. Something plays the piano inside. Oh, geez. Uh, but luckily, we weren't going into the church. Very, very happy about that. We were just dropping off the chairs and tables to a church hall building set up in the back. Luckily, it was well lit, as on either side of the church, it had telephone poles with lights at the top. 
I remember us charging in and depositing everything quickly. And as we finished up, I was walking out of the banquet hall to, to the outside, and I just stopped. I knew something was off, but my brain wasn't processing what yet. My friend stopped behind me and laughed, and he said, What? Are you scared? Yes. Yes. That's exactly what she should be, dear friend. And that is when I looked up at the church, the back end on its side, at the second story window. Something glowing was in that window. Something that felt like it was watching us. And then one street light went out, and then the next, and then the next, then the next. Street lamps don't do that. You are exactly right. We hightailed it for the truck and decided to get on with our business. We raced to the cemetery, and I eagerly pointed out the exact spot we had gone to. I remember walking out onto the grass, just utterly terrified. My friend's dad was there with me through, though, and it was like having a giant bear there as a security blanket. I stood beside and to the front of him looking out. His hand rested on my shoulder, and he raised his other out in front of him, and we prayed. He specifically asked for forgiveness and that I sincerely did not mean what I had said, and to leave me alone. And as he said this, I watched a huge glowing orb race across the cemetery, and I watched his hand follow the same orb I was watching. And then, without peace said, we spun on our heels and we left. I left the Ouija board there with him, although in the years later I wanted to buy one badly, don't do it, and I had it home. <laughs> Since that time, I will say this, I notice that streetlights turn off around me a lot, especially when I'm stressed. Not all of them, usually just one I walk under or I look at. I always felt since that day something was with me, and perhaps this was its reminder that it was there. Whatever it is never does me harm. In fact, I almost feel protected. The thing is, I've grown up, and throughout my life, I've done a lot of exciting, perhaps stupid things, <laughs> and I feel like there is definitely something watching over me. Perhaps it was amused by me and decided to leave the itty-bitty town's graveyard and follow my dumbass around the world instead. <laughs> Finally, a couple of years ago, I went to see a psychic, someone that the local sheriff's office uses and swears by. I'm sorry, I have to interject, but that's the coolest thing. So I visited her, and she said that she saw a spirit, a man in farmer's clothes, work boots. I have no one in my life that would resemble that type of person, so hey, maybe that's them. I don't know, what do you think? My parents have also had paranormal experiences, but not like that one. Maybe I can write those to you later. Please fucking do, Shannon. Please do. Anyways, thank you for all that you do with your podcast. It's really interesting. I can't wait for more. Sincerely, Shane. Um, so first off, again, don't buy the Ouija board. <laughs> but I will say, sometimes when you have a spirit that's like attached to you, which it could be a spirit guide or it could be a spirit attachment. It, it doesn't mean that it's... Uh, attached spirits don't always have to be bad. Sometimes they, they can be good. It's just, um, it's kind of just like having a friend. So when you have a friend, you build up an attachment and a bond with that person, right? So sometimes they're a great friend. Other times, they may seem like a good friend, might be a little narcissistic, and then you find out later that you two just don't drive well anymore, right? So that's when it becomes an unhealthy bond. So you can have good attached spirits and bad attached spirits. You have to think of, of spirits as humans. Like, like I've understood that every time I'm sitting here, I'm talking through these stories, and I'm sharing these things. I am constantly giving spirits and ghosts real human traits. I'm giving them empathy. So... And the reason why is because they were once human. If that's what they are, they were once human. They will then just act like that. Like, exactly, that's it. There's nothing else. So this person could be a spirit guide, and because you did all this and you prayed and you essentially used a Ouija board, which opens yourself up to the other side, and it also didn't really sound like you guys said goodbye, like you're supposed to do at the Ouija board. I don't know if you did or not. And I don't know why, like, we talked about this a little bit, and I don't know why I never asked her that. Like, so now I'm going to go ask her that, because I need to know. <laughs> Did you say goodbye? 
goodbye, Shannon. You got to say goodbye to the ghost. But it could just be that, like, you open yourself up and your spirit guide was like, Mm-mm-mm. she said she said she was sorry. Beaver the fuck be. And I'm going to stick with her now to make sure no one affects her. It could be that. It could be you have a positive attached spirit. It could just be that because you opened yourself up to the other side, now you have this ability where you have a spirit who likes you and sees your light, and that's why they're attached to you. So that's what I wanted to talk about that. But sometimes also spirits want you to use a Ouija board to better communicate with them. So if you have an attached spirit, sometimes that will be the... um, You can get like impressions. Like I I talked about this uh, in the past episode where I got an impression from a negative entity. It was not spirit. It was just a negative entity. So you can get the impression from the ghost that it wants to talk to you. And sometimes... I mean, literally, Ouija boards are what? The alphabet. It's the easiest way to spell something out to you to let you know. But the problem with that is other stuff can come through, and so that's really why, unless you are an expert, you know exactly what the fuck you're doing, you know how you have someone there with you who can identify what is coming through and what's not, and what, because, like, they're really fucking good at faking it. I mean, again, like I talked about being a narcissist, you're really good at faking empathy. Well... So are demons. <laughs> and so are negative negative entities that just want to be free for a little bit. Like, that's it. Sometimes sometimes ghosts just want to fuck with you, too. Like, sometimes it doesn't have to be negative or evil or demon or any of those things, which I classify all those things in a broad spectrum. I don't just look at them as one thing. You, you kind of can't really do that when it comes to the paranormal. So maybe it's just a ghost who's an asshole. And he's like, I'm going to fuck with this girl right now. I'm going to, I'm like scared. I'm going to do all this shit. And that's going to give me satisfaction. Not everybody's nice, right? So not every spirit's going to be nice either. But that's kind of what I think when it comes to the Ouija board and the attached spirit and stuff like that. Now the street light thing is what I did research on Shannon. So you have to wait until I read this email. So our last story is um, Alice, who I've talked about a lot of times. She submitted topics. She's our Patreon member. So she gets a true crime podcast or a true crime podcast episode for me once a month, which I'll be doing another one next week. So if you want to get on that, go to our Patreon. It is in the show notes. It's on the website. It's on the description of every single episode, but it's also called The Haunted Ride. It's literally patreon.com slash The Haunted Ride. You'll, you'll find it. There's no worries. If you search it, you'll find it. It's, it's right there. If you want to get on and be a part of that, you know, you can get a True Crime episode too. So she has a story for me. And um, Alice, I'm not going to read the beginning part of this paragraph because I know it was like mostly for me, but I do want to share the second part of it. That's okay with you. So she said, while you were talking about lights bugging out in the empath episode, which I was talking about lights and and all these different things, it made me remember something. Super excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. So back when I was in school, it was my job to walk the family dogs. Me being me, I always walk them at night. Alice, I I just want you to know that when I get merchandise, the first thing that I'm going to get is pocket knives. My, My husband told me about the fact that this is a thing that you can do. I googled it. It is, and I'm super excited about it. And I'm going to send you one. Why are you walking the dogs at night? Do you have protection? Like, Alice, I... Look, I enjoy the paranormal. I don't want to see you as a ghost, honey. Don't just please be safe and don't just be safe. Be safe. Walk in well-lit areas. Take protection and weapons with you. Like, immediately when I see walk them at night, I'm just like, no. (laughs) 
Now, as I say that, I've walked at night too. So, but but I I I had protection with me to make sure that you know I could handle shit if I had to handle it. Off to the story. Now, it only started off as one street lamp. It didn't happen every time either. It would not go out, but do exactly as you described. It would dim down to nearly nothing, but begin to glow as I walked past it. At first I thought, huh, that's weird. Not much else. Then as time went on, more lights would go out on my walks. It got to the point where 11 different, shit, 11 different streetlights dimmed down as I walked by. I counted. That's, that's the creepiest part about, like, when this happens. When you can count the amount of streetlights that go out. For me, anyway. I also recorded it a few times to show my friends that I wasn't lying. I don't have those anymore, though. And I guess I walked around enough that people saw and complained because last year they replaced all the streetlights. <laughs> Alice, I would applaud you, but I know it's going to sound horrible on this, this episode. Or it's going to sound horrible on this audio. But you deserve a fucking applause for the fact that people were complaining about their damn streetlights, that they replaced them. I love them. But I will also have something to say. Again, I really hate that I'm keeping the research to the end of this. I just want to go into like everything like right now, but I know I need to get through the story. So just bear with me like five more minutes. It hasn't happened with these ones yet, but I stopped walking to my, sh- my strange work hours. Though sometimes on off days while going to or from work, a street lamp will go off as I pass by and go back on as I leave. I never understood why it happens. Well, there we go. The impossible has been done. I actually had a paranormal story to share. Never thought that day would come. You're doing wonderful, Melissa. Keep up the awesome work. You are the sweetest. Sincerely, Allie. Okay, I have so much to say about all of these, and I and now I feel like the fucking bottle cap soda bottle that's been shaken and about to explode because I've been wanting to dive into all the research and all my thoughts and all the shit on this, and now I can do it. Now I can do it. Okay, so... To begin with, I looked up poltergeist activity because I was looking up light anomalies. I wanted to find out more about this particular topic because, first off, my experience with the cars, that was the first time that had happened to me that I can remember while driving. I remember something happening when I was a teenager and I would walk from the bus to the house or back or... I'd bike on the neighborhood, stuff like that, but I never really thought anything about it because maybe like one or two streetlights wasn't a big deal, you know? And I lived in a bigger area, so it kind of made a little bit of sense to me that, you know, maybe the bulb burned out. There's a lot of cars, there's a lot of people. Um, They were older, so it, it was explainable. It was easy to be explained. My experience that happened on the episode I was talking about with the empath stuff, um, it wasn't explainable to me. Because I tried to explain it. And then it was like, the universe was like, <laughs> so you don't want to believe this sign I'm giving you? Okay, boom, let me give you 10. <laughs> so, so it wasn't really explainable to me. But I, I was curious about it. And I had Shannon's story already. So I was like, okay, this is going to be really cool. Like, I'm going to have, I'm going to have, I'm going to be able to have the ability to talk about this a little bit. And then Allie sent in her story. I was like, oh my God, there's like two. This is, this is really, like, this is what I've wanted. You know, this is what I want, like, to be able to, like, share stories and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, like, it's inspiring. So, like, inspired Allie to be like, holy shit, I have a story. I never would have thought about that. And that, that makes my day, right? So here's the sort of information and stuff I've gotten and the research I've done. And it'll also kind of tie into each one of these stories. To begin with, I found an article from... Actually, let me start this off with. There is not a lot of information about this at all. There's apparently a term for it called SLI. Um, 
aka sliders. I got that from ThoughtCo. Basically, every single one of the articles that I found call people who seem to be able to interfere with electrical items. So it is not just limited to streetlights. And I do wonder if for both Allie and Shannon, if you guys have noticed these other things happening to you because when I found these examples, I was like, holy shit, I've got a story for every single one of these, which of course I'm going to share. So it's all electrical items though. It's not just streetlights at all, which I think, I think for us, it's harder to look at it as all electrical items because it's like, well, technology, right? Shit burns out, things break, stuff freezes, doesn't turn back on. Like that's normal. So in an article I found from Learning Mind, uh, it said that one of the thought processes, there's a lot of different theories because people can't really seem to find a way to research this, which makes sense. Because like I said, I've only had this happen to me once this severely where I couldn't explain it. I've had sort of weird electrical disturbance happen to me before in my life, but I was just like, eh, that's normal, right? That happens to everybody. One of the theories is that people may be electrical generators, that basically their bodies kind of connect with the ions in the air and they make static electricity. And so then when, because they're so electrically charged or their body actually makes the electricity, um, they affect electrical items. That's a possibility. Going kind of back to the Thought Co. article, they were the only ones I, I really found that really truly listed like a whole bunch of things that could happen if you are an SLI or a slider. The first one was appliances such as lamps and TVs go on or off without being touched. So I talked to you guys about the driving experience. I've had this exact same thing happen to me with a nightlight in my parents' condo, which I know for a fact is not haunted. It's a positive energetic place. For some reason, when I walk by the, the light night, it will, which they leave on for their little dog, it would go off. Now, at first I thought like maybe it was like, uh, you know, it's slow to the ground. Maybe if you hit the tile somehow, it kind of like jingles it out a little. So I tested with that a little and it happened enough times that it just became like regular. It was only me and I, I can be kind of heavy footed sometimes and not really think too much about it. So I thought it was that too. I'm also more of a heavy person. So thought it was that too. So I, I kind of just threw it out the window. But even when I was being light footed or, you know, I had lost a ton of weight at the time, it still happened, which was kind of weird. But talking about TVs though, my, and I'm, I'm really gonna, I can never tell my parents this conversation because if I do, they might kill me. So they had bought a huge flat screen TV, huge, right? And it was, it was now the era of flat screen TVs in the house when I was living with them. And so they bought one and then they ended up buying another. The one that they had in the main living room, which is I'd spend my time in the bedroom if they weren't, um, if they were home and I'd spend my time in the living room if they weren't home. The one in the bedroom would constantly turn itself off. And it was ridiculous. It happened all the fucking time. So I personally thought that perhaps it got struck by lightning and somehow it got messed up because there was a box, a cable box, which had got struck by lightning and didn't need to get replaced. So if that got struck by lightning, it's a possibility that the TV got struck by lightning and that's all that really happened. That's it. Nothing paranormal. Nothing at all. So they replaced the box. No one obviously has ever come out to look at the TV at this point and the TV's still doing this ridiculous thing. They buy a new TV, same company though, same fucking thing happens. 
So my room was the last room to get a TV because I was, I'm a very simple person. I don't need the newest, latest shit. I, I don't care about any of that stuff. Don't get me wrong. It, it is convenient. It's completely convenient. And I understand that. And it's beautiful and it's amazing. But I just, I'm more of a use it until it dies. And then you replace a person, not an, a constant upgrade person. I think is the best way to say this. So the rooms where they had this happen, it would constantly flicker on and off. Um, was not my bedroom at all. And then I got a TV in my bedroom from a completely different company had the same thing happen. They got a um, person to come out and look at the TVs because they were under warranty. He said there was something wrong with one of them and he fixed it. Still happened. They called him back out. Same thing. He said, no, there's nothing wrong. I don't understand what's going on. Left. Called him back out again because this was now the third time he's looked at the same fucking thing. They basically got a free TV. I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I, I just always thought it was weird. Now, I happen to know for a fact that I ha I do have an ability with light. Sometimes it's a little hit or miss, but basically if I'm stressed out, I really need something. Like, it, it does kind of go off. And I, I have noticed that. I've known it for since I was a kid. But as far as, like, interference with stuff, that's never really been anything that I've ever thought about. Now... Thinking back on it, though, it's sort of the same thing with my parents always tell me, like, that I can fix all the technology in the house. And sometimes they'll tell me they have this, like, major problem, and I'll just, like, come over and I'm like, well, it's working for me. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it worked. Like, you know, maybe I didn't understand the problem. Can you show me what was going on? They show me what happens. It works. Now it works. And they're like, well, it wasn't working before. I was like, mm. I was like, and I literally, it's to the point that literally... The joke is, well, maybe I just have the magic touch. That's it. This is how often this has happened. And I'm talking about computers, phones, tablets, TVs, Comcast boxes, whatever. That's just what seems to happen. So another thing is light bulbs blow when the slider tries to turn them on and off, which I've happened a lot. I seem to go through light bulbs way too much. It drives me nuts. Now, I haven't, I haven't had them, like, you know, blow, like, blow. I'm thinking, like, blow up. <laughs> I understand that's probably not what they mean. I think they probably mean just, like, you know, burn out or whatever. But I've just had them, like, not work. Like, they don't do the, the typical burnout thing. Like, it's ridiculous. I don't understand it. So there's that. Another one is volume level changes, which I have this happen to me all the time in my fucking car. I will be listening to something, and then the radio just shuts off, which... It's a car. Maybe the radio is going. Fine, whatever. And then why the fuck does the volume change? Like, I'll literally, like, I'll be in the car. I'll be listening to the song. And I'm like, why is it so quiet? And I'll go to touch the dial and turn it up. And it turns out that it had slid down. And I'm like, well, I didn't touch it. And that's kind of weird for a radio to do, right? Like, I would, I'm turning on and off. I understand that. Maybe being, like, a pain in the ass when I go to change something. I understand that. But, like, the volume? That's weird. Another one is watches stop working rather quickly. Uh, I have that happen to me all the time. I have a watch that I love. The battery died out in three days. Three days. That's it. Three days. It got to the point that I have to like pull, like I, I asked my, my mom with her watch. I was like, do you have to pull out the time thing? And she said, no. I was like, and how long did your battery last? And she's like, oh, it lasted like two and a half years. I was like, holy shit, you know, that's a really good battery. And she's like, no, that's normal. And I was like, no, it's not. She's like, yeah, it is. And I was like, mom, in my watch, it lasts like three days. And she's like, 
so she gets she goes into like did you get it wet did you like whatever i'm like no like it was fine i even fi- like i even pulled out the pen to stop the time to make sure that like it would try to last longer i thought that was normal and additionally her watch was also like five times more than mine was so perhaps it's got a better battery than my little cheap watch does but it's not that watch i've had like four or five watches and it happens in every single one of them and i just thought that was normal uh, children's electronic toys turn on when a slider is near them. I don't like this one. I've had that happen to me, and I was just like, okay, maybe it's like on, a ma- an, on an automatic thing. I don't like it. Don't, no, take the batteries out. I don't like it. And the last one is credit cards can be damaged when being used by a slider. I have had this happen to me. I've had it happen to me with my fucking bank card. <laughs> Which sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I haven't really had it since they've introduced this whole like little chip method thing that seems to help a lot. But yeah, I've had it happen to me with my bank card quite a bit. And to share a, a crazy story about the whole white thing with me and, and the car. Because I did mention in the episode, I said my dad likes it when I talk to him about my light stuff. And this is what I meant. So the car that I have, the car itself is great. The way it's manufactured was awful. So it gives me a lot of problems every couple years. It's not even anywhere close to 100,000 miles. It just made it over 50 not that long ago. Shouldn't be having any of the problems it has. So the first thing is, like I talked about, the radio. Okay, fine. That's whatever. It's not a big deal. Well, then I remember, like, I was in the kitchen, and I needed to get something out of the garage. And I was like, I... It was nighttime, and I was like, I don't want to go out to the garage. It's Florida. It doesn't matter how well sealed up your house and your garage are, you're going to have pomato bugs. And I talked about the fact that, like, in previous episodes, the house that we used to have was infested with them. So I don't like going out to the garage late at night. And I just don't... One is a safety feature, and two is the fact that, like, I don't... I don't want to see a flying fucking pomato bug. I'm good. And I don't want to let it in the house. Like, I go through all these. Yes, all of this is over a bug. I understand. It's weird. That's my thing. So, something says to me, well, you won't have to worry about the light. It's already on. I'm like, huh? Open the door. And my car lights are on. Headlights are on. And the brake lights are on. Like someone sitting in the car with their foot on the brake. Now, as a security feature, my car does, if you unlock it, it will, and it's nighttime and you have the headlights on. It will turn on the headlights for use, basically, so you can find the car at night. Okay, nice safety feature. Problem is, I never touched the keys. The keys were hanging up on the wall, and I was in the kitchen. It only stays unlocked for maybe, like, 30 seconds at the max, and then it'll lock back on you. So, it wouldn't keep the lights on if you don't touch the keys. Additionally, now I will say, when someone broke in my home and I chased them out, I didn't know they took my keys. So they did get my original set of car keys that I always used. And so now I'm using my my secondary set of car keys. So yes, they could have been using the key fob and watched me from inside the house and then like saw me like go out and then like said, I'm going to fuck with her and unlock it. But the person's in jail now for that. And unless he sold them to someone and he told them where he got them. And for some reason, like, why would you just fuck with me? None of it makes any sense. So I just thought, okay, well, that's a weird thing. And came back in the house. I did whatever I needed to do in the garage. And the lights stayed on for as long as I needed to go out to the garage, get what I needed, and come back in. Okay, cool. So that happened again. And then it began to happen with the overhead light. Now, that is... It's possible that I just turned it on and I left it on. You know? It's a light. And I did find the light switch in the up position. So it's possible that I left it on. The problem is... 
I don't remember touching it. So again, maybe someone broke into my garage, but my garage is secured. And so I would know if someone did. That just never really made any sense to me. And there was one, one or two times where the light switch was not on, but the light was on. It didn't really make any sense. Or, for instance, the garage door would be, a light would be on. Like, if the door had just gone up and down, and it didn't. And it would stay on for a long time. Like, I came home at such and such a time. A couple hours later, the garage door light is on. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, cool. Now, this whole thing with the light in the car has been happening quite a bit. I think it's really weird. It even happened outside when I was walking to the car at work and I thought I touched the keys and I was like, well, where are the keys? Like, are they in my hand? Are they whatever in my, in my pocket? And they were still in my purse. So, which it, it couldn't, it basically just couldn't have been touched from where it was in my purse. And I was like, okay, sweet. So now it's happening here too. All right. And, and what's really funny is this whole entire time, I don't think it's me. Because the first time I ever heard it happen, something said to me, don't worry about the light, it's already on. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe I've got someone watching out for me, and they're just turning on the lights for me, and that's it, right? Okay. I go to go to work one day, I find the lights of the car on, again, with the headlights on and the, and the brake lights on. The problem was, again, I had not touched the keys I go to put the keys, and and now I also find the lights inside the car on, which doesn't happen unless you open or close the door. Even when you, with my car, even when you unlock the car and you have the security feature, the headlights come on, the inside of the car does not get turned on until you open or close the door. So no one opened or closed the door, nothing was moved, nothing was taken, like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really make any sense. And and the car also shuts off the light, whether you got the door open or you got the door closed. It shuts it off after a couple seconds. It doesn't just leave the, the, the lights on. So it's like, okay, that's weird. So I get in the car and I go to put the keys in the car and then the lights shut off. And I'm like, huh? They should have stayed on longer than that. I got to turn the car. Car won't turn on. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, fuck. So that means that like, so now I'm thinking what some people might say a little bit more logically where I'm going, well, maybe, maybe I, and this was just after the situation happened at work. Uh, maybe like two or three days after that. And I was like, okay, well, maybe there was something wrong with this car this whole time. And that's why it's doing all this stuff somehow. And I didn't know. And now look, now my car's not starting. I need to get to work. Like, what the fuck? I'm sitting down and I'm trying to figure out like what the hell is going on, right? I try the car a couple times because it won't even start. Like the, like the noise of the ignition won't even start. I was like, fuck, please don't be my starter. Please, like that costs money. I don't have money. <laughs> Please don't make my starter. So I go back inside and I text my boss to let her know, like, I'm essentially going to be late because it's when I don't know what's going on. And I uh, submit a claim for someone to come to the house and give me a jump start. And then I go, I turn around and look at the car. And all of a sudden, the now I had the door open, the lights wouldn't come on because the battery's dead, right? All of a sudden, the lights come flying back on. I'm like, the fuck? what? Like, is it okay? So I, so I, I had my dog because she, she knew I was stressed out. So she's, you know, walking back and forth and, and has that like nervous energy too. Cause she sees that like, I'm stressed out. And I'm just like, I really don't need this. I don't want to know about how much it's going to cost to pay for this. And I'm thinking all these thoughts and she's with me. I was trying to get her to get back in that back in the house so that I was like, Oh sweet. Like my car's working now. I can leave. Right. By the time I get back to the car, the lights turn off. I try the starter again. I try the car again. Now the starter comes on, but the car doesn't turn off. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on with my car? So I don't bother, I don't bother looking at the, under the hood, because I'm just like, look, it just needs a jump start. 
Like, even if, if it's, if he gives me a jump start and it's a starter, then he's just gonna have to tow the car. That's the only, that's really the only way I'm gonna know. So I leave the car alone. The guy comes like an hour and a half later. And he says to me, I'm talking to him about what happened. He's like, wow, that's really weird. Now, I'm not a mechanic, so I thought it was weird. But I mean, you know, there's explainable reasons, right? And I'm talking to him about the fact that like, oh, well, the lights have turned back on and so on and so forth. And he's like, oh, well, do you leave your headlights all the time? I said, well, yeah. And he said, well, it can be a problem. I said, you know, the car only keeps the headlights on when you unlock the car or when you start the car and you're driving. Once you turn off the car and, and, you know, after 30 seconds after that, it turns them off. So that's why I always thought it would be fine. And he says, well, you know, it's still like an issue, still drains on the battery and all that shit. Okay, fine, whatever. So he said, before I charge the car, let me just test the battery. So he comes over, he walks over with his machine. He said, your battery's fine. I said, what? He said, yeah. He goes, give me the keys. I gave him the keys. The car started. I can't explain that. I can't explain how my battery somehow magically charged itself without being able to turn itself on. Apparently twice. And he said one of my cables was actually like completely off. So there's really even no reason why that car should have been able to start because it wasn't getting the charge it needed. So when I had had work done on the car over the weekend, the car, apparently they fucked up and they didn't put one of the cables back on at all. So it just had one cable. The battery just had one, not a two. And I can't remember if it's positive or negative. That's why I just keep saying one cable. And so he said that's probably what he said. It probably just ran out of juice. And that's why now, you know, you have this problem. I'm thinking to myself, okay, if it ran out of juice, then where was it getting the juice to try to turn back on? Because what, what I would do is I call my car Lucy and I was like, come on, Lucy, please. Can you please turn back on? I don't need this today. Like, I really needed to be at work. I knew it was going to be a big issue. I knew there was already going to be a big issue no matter what. And I was just like, come on, Lucy, please, 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 can you turn back on? And then that's, like, I get out the car, I go to go back in the house, and then that's when the lights come on. And so when the guy comes, I'm like, please don't be the starter, please don't be the starter, please don't be the starter. He tries to start the car, car comes back on. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the hell? So I talked about it with my husband, and we talked about a whole bunch of things. I take the car to somewhere where they can run a diagnostic on the battery and tell me, do I need a new battery or not? Because I'm thinking I do. He get me a cheap battery. I really think it will be fine. He runs the diagnostic and he's like, according, he says, the guy was right. He says, according to the test, your battery has never been drained. And I'm like, well, the car didn't start. Like, I literally just said it like that because I'm like, the fuck do you mean the car has never been drained? It has to have been drained. That's why a car doesn't start. It's very simple. It needs a starter. It needs an engine. It needs a transmission. It needs an alternator. It needs a battery. So if it's got a battery and it's got a starter and it has all the other things that it needs, it should turn on. If it doesn't turn on, your number one thought is always the battery. If you try to turn it and it doesn't start at all, it's the starter. So how are you trying to tell me that my car has never been drained? And also, if one of the cables are off... How is it possible that it held a charge? How did it even start to get me? I've been driving this car for almost a week with only one cable. How? And what's amazing to me is that it never left me stranded. I went to like a new, the new cupcake place. I went to like a, the grocery store. I went to like get fast food. I went to all these places where I would park my car and shut my car off and turn my car back on. Never had a problem. But then that one particular day I tried to leave to go to work, which I know is going to be a horrible fucking day. I have this problem. And I always thought that was weird, but I, and I thought, I did think it was me. Originally, I thought it was me, but in talking to my husband and talking to the fact that he's saying that this car has never been drained and we, we did go ahead. He's like, I'm not going to give you a new battery when you don't need one. He goes, I don't know what the problem is, but you don't need a new battery. 
He said, that's not the issue. So we bought a new battery somewhere else. And, and I haven't had the problem again. But I will say, there's like one little thing that still keeps happening with that car. And it's this buzzing noise. And my husband said that means the car's not grounded. That means there's live wires that are touching somewhere. I've had that car looked over for that four times. No one can find anything. And I'm the only one who seems to be able to hear the grounding. If I'm in the car, it makes a buzzing noise. If someone else is in the car and they turn off the keys, like, you know, to hear it, to test it, they don't hear it at all. And I don't hear it either. So, does it mean it's me? I don't know. Does it not? I don't know. I have no idea. Now, after I've shared all these light stories and stuff like this, there was someone who brought up the great idea of poltergeist. So, the idea of a poltergeist is there's several different ideas. I did actually find out that apparently poltergeist is German for noisy ghost, which, I mean, is incredibly genius, really, to me. There's different thoughts on poltergeist, which I had only heard the, like, one but not the other. So one is that when someone's going through an extremely stressful or traumatic time in their life where they've had something horrible happen to them and they don't know how to process their feelings, process that trauma, the original theory I had heard was that a spirit will attach itself to you and be like, oh, well, you don't know how to use that energy, so let me just take it from you and I'll use it for you. And then it'll haunt people, spirits, left furniture, doing spirit stuff like knocking, taps, walking, footsteps, stuff like that. Those are all apparently normal poltergeist activity. Now, the other theory that I just heard recently is that that is not the case. It's not always an, attack, an attached spirit. Sometimes it is the person putting out a psychokinetic energy vibe using their aura, and they are the ones making it happen. Now, whether you believe that or not, it would explain why one of the common thought process and feelings that people seem to have when they have these light phenomena happen to them is stress. It's commonly stress. However, I have also had it happen to me and I wasn't particularly stressed out. This happened a couple months ago. I was laying down in bed. I left the light on. I think the, I think the, the light on the monitor was blinking. And so the it's all like a makeshift um, sort of desk thing in my bedroom. So I could see it in the corner. And I was like, I'm going to mess around and just see if I can do anything. And I was like, could you get brighter? And long and behold, it began to get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until it lit up the entire corridor. I said, okay, can you dim down? And it dimmed back down. And I said, can you dim down enough that it won't bother me? And it dimmed to a point where I couldn't see it anymore. No. Am I going to say that was an attached spirit? No. And I have an attached spirit to me. Do I have spirit guides? Yes. Am I going to say it's psychokinetic? I am extremely able psychic. We'll leave it at that. So perhaps it was psychokinetic. Maybe it was just me going, hey, can you do this? And that was it. I mean, there are plenty of thought processes out there that there are elemental spirits, and some people call them elementals, and they'll, they'll put mythical creatures under like imps and fairies and stuff like that. But there are other people that believe that there is actually a spirit or spirits that associate themselves with that particular element. So you ha may have numerous air spirits, numerous earth, numerous light, so on and so forth. So maybe by me asking, the light spirit was like, all right, I'll do it for you. That's what you want. Cool. And that's it. Maybe that's all there is. And then, so the last thing I will say, and this kind of gets a little bit more into like a spiritual type of thing, but it is part one of the theories of sliders. 
and it comes from conscious life. And it's that some people actually believe that in past lives, you were born on different planets. And so then when you're here on Earth, you essentially keep those abilities. And so when people typically believe those, they may associate you with be with having a star seed or being an indigo child or an indigo adult, which does have their own qualifications and they have their own characteristics. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm not gonna, really going to get into those, but that is a... a uh, theory that's out there. Uh, some people also believe, as I was saying, that it's spirits who just flicker the lights to let you know, hey, I'm here. But one of the things that I did find really interesting, and I'll kind of close up the episode on this, is that there are typically people who apparently have this ability do not feel comfortable under fluorescent lights. And I'm going to tell you right now, I hate fluorescent lights. I do not have them in my home. I hate them. I have them at work and I can't stand them. I cannot stand fluorescent lights. All the lights in my home are LED. And most of them are string lights or some sort of shapeable LED mold light. But I don't really think that means that you're a slider. I just think that means that you're sensitive to that particular light source and that light. So that's all I've got to say on the episode. Now to get to some really, really awesome things, I have a shout out to give because I have a new Patreon member and that would be Kate. Kate was recently on the podcast and I was on her podcast as well. We did a crossover episode, um, She's with Ignorance with Bliss, so I hope that you listen to the second part of that episode, because it was really, really awesome. And she donated to Patreon, and I yelled at her. <laughs> I, I believe I woke up, and I was like, you have a new Patreon, Kate. And I was like, Kate, 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 Kate? Like, Kate that I know Kate? No. And then I clicked on the picture, and I was like, yeah, it's that Kate. And then I yelled at her by saying, what the hell? <laughs> What did you, as, as I said earlier, what did you do? <laughs> so she's a sweetheart and um, she's super supportive and super encouraging and super into just you being healthy and taking care of yourself. And I, I really appreciate that. And I really love that. And I, I love her so much. She's, she's amazing. So please go check out her podcast. So that's all I have for you guys today. Um, the thing that I learned is a more personal thing that I'm going to share because I'm really excited about it. I learned that I feel well enough at this point in my life and healthy enough at this point in my life that I don't think I need therapy. Now, the reason why I say this to you is because I thought I did for a long time. I was scared of it. But I knew it would help me, but I didn't really have the money to go. I didn't have insurance for it. I didn't, ha I didn't have anything. So there is no way in the world that I was going to be able to go. But I really thought that I needed it. I really thought I needed those healthy, good ways to make myself healthier. I was listening to a podcast, and I, I decided to look it up. And I looked it up because I said, they always give you these, like, great, like, little sayings. And I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Like, that's such a healthy way to say that. You know, maybe I should go into therapy to get those type of healthy sayings to apply to my life. And I sat down, and I, I thought about it. And it just didn't feel like the right thing to do. And I was like, that's weird. Like, why would, and it wasn't being scared, it wasn't being afraid. I was just like, why would it not feel that way? And I was like, because the only real reason why I, I thought therapy might be good for me, when, it, when I dive deeply into it right now, is because I know this, this year has been really hard so far. I've tried to make the most out of it, and I will continue to try to make the most out of it, and I am continuing to move forward, and I refuse to, like, not fight I, I know that with everything that's been going on, I've been more stressed out. I've been um, 
more tired. I haven't been as inspired as I would like to be. And it's not that I'm not thinking of those inspiring things. It's that I sit down and I'm so tired that I know I need rest right now. I need I need to recollect myself for the next day moving forward. So it's those things that I mean, when you think about um, stuff like that, like some people always say that when you have the inspiration for creativity, but you can't perform the creativity, like that's when you really know you have a problem. So I was thinking about like things like that and just thinking about the fact that I don't feel as healthy as I did before. Even though situations right now have gotten so much worse, I was just sort of like a little worried, I guess, really, am, am I as healthy as I should be? And I sat down and I, I really, really thought about it. I really had to think about it. And I was like, yeah, you are. Because a couple years ago, the way that I would approach all this stuff is so different. Like, it's to the point that, like, when I approach these things now, I'm like, oh, snap, look at that person. You know? Like, I'm so proud. And I wasn't like that before. And that is one of the best feelings. It's just, like, feeling proud about myself. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not, like, a toot my own horn type. No. No, no, no. No, I'm humble. I'm modest. When people do it and compliment me, I'm like, oh, thank you. I don't really know what to say. But like, I am at this point where it's, I don't know what to say because thank you isn't enough. That's what it is. It's not, I don't know what to say because I can't believe you or I don't believe that about myself. And that's what it used to be. Like that is gone. So sure, maybe down the line, I'll go to therapy, get, you know, get some healthy things and stuff like that. But I don't need therapy for the problems I'm facing right now. I'm handling them in such a good, strong, delightful, healthy way for myself that amazes me. And do I still have problems? Yes. Do I still need to learn things? Yes. Do I still need to move forward in my life and like my journey to be healthy and on board with that health? Yes. But for right now, I'm doing okay. And that feels good. It feels so good. So my want and hope and wish for all of you is that you feel that way, is that you can sit down and you can look at yourself in the mirror and you can look at how you used to be and how you are now and the changes that you've made and feel proud for those changes because you should be proud. You should always be proud of yourself. The things that you've gone through and the things that you've accomplished in life, not everyone can do. Not everyone would be able to handle them the way that you've handled them. And whether you handle them in what you deem correctly or other people deem correctly versus handling them in a way that you deem as a mistake or other people deem as a mistake doesn't matter. What matters is that you're still going through it and you're still fighting for it and you're still wanting this to be the best that you can get out of these experiences and the best that you can treat your life and those around you. So I just wanted to share that. But that's all I've got for you guys today. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Subscribe. And a story to thehauntedride.com or thehauntedridegmail.com. You can also, if you would like to rate us or give us a five-star review or just do the like little rating thing and not write anything, that's up to you. But I do enjoy reading them and I do love being able to shout out about people who do that on the show. So um, I'd really appreciate that. I'm also going to kind of uh, talk a little bit more about our Patreon real quick because I have a new thing that I'm going to start doing. It's not a, it's not a big thing. It's just, um, I wanted a creative way to say thank you. And I really love to draw. I'm not good at it, (laughs) but I am really good at coloring. So I've got like a whole bunch of like coloring things that I just like sit down and I color when I just as like quiet time 
to relax and reflect and just enjoy something creatively, especially when I'm saying, you know, that sometimes I'm tired. And while I would love to write right now, I don't want to sit in the chair to do it. <laughs> I just want to lay down in bed, watch a show and do it another day. So I'm going to start digitally releasing those to Patreon members and um, as a thank you. And so if you would like one, just, you know, donate to the Patreon. And yeah, it's I think it's going to be a really nice way just to say an, an added thank you to you guys. Thank you guys for everything that you do. And thank you for everything that you are. Thank you for all of your support and your kindness and your help. Thank you for being beautiful, beautiful people. And I hope that you have a beautiful day and that you enjoy it immensely. Take care of yourself. And as we like to say, don't let the ghost get you. Bye.